Hours later, the swirling wind had turned into a pouring rainstorm. I squinted into the rain and billowing steam, scanning the horizon, searching for the silhouette of a kid with a 15-foot wingspan. I began pacing back and forth across the rocky ledge on the northern side of the island, which was our go-to meeting place. All I saw was the volcano in the distance, still belching its plume of black smoke into the sky. Just three months ago, this island had been a tropical paradise, a safe haven for dozens of mutant kids like us. That was before some kind of huge meteor had crashed into Earth and killed most everyone on it, as far as we knew. Then the resulting tsunamis arrived to flood our paradise, including the underground caves where our dwellings were, where my mom and half-sister were. We tried to leave, but the meteor's impact had devastated everything within immediate flying distance. The neighboring islands? As black and crispy as toasted marshmallows. And part of me just couldn't leave without some hope that my mom and Ella had somehow survived the floods. But now, with this erupting volcano as a strong motivator, we had to go whether I wanted to or not. Dylan's coming. He's on his way. He's fine. I was pretty beat up, with serious burns on my arms and legs, singed feathers, and a lump the size of a goose egg growing out of my temple. I clenched my teeth and tried to focus on the pain, but even that didn't distract me. Max, listen to me. You have to get in here, Nudge pleaded from the mouth of a cave where Fang was building a barricade. It's like a hurricane out there. You'll get blown off the cliff. Unlike the now-toppled place where we'd made our home before the eruption, our new perch was high and safe from mudslides and lava. But from gale force winds and acid rain, not so much. I'd already lost my footing more than once, but I shook my head. Everything looks different from before. He probably just got turned around. Nudge's curls got soaked immediately and stuck to her tan cheeks as she stepped out to survey the landscape. She frowned. He would have found shelter by now, though. Dylan knows the rules. The members of my flock had survived because we looked out for the group first. If you went off on your own, you took your chances. There was no room for risk. But this was different. Dylan would never, ever run away from me. That I knew. Come inside the cave, Nudge urged, bending down to put her chin on my shoulder. We're all tall and thin for our ages, but this past year, -year 12-year-old Nudge had shot past me and was now almost six feet tall. As tall as Fang. We'll crack one of the cans for dinner and- Dylan! I yelled suddenly, thinking I spotted movement on the horizon but it was just the charred trunk of a tree blowing around, and the only answer I got was the howl of the wind. Nudge sighed, patted my back, and ducked back into the cave. Gritty pellets of water whipped against my face. Who was I kidding? No one could fly in this weather. Well, almost no one. Maybe I could just... No, you couldn't. You're not going anywhere, a voice said from behind me. I let out a breath. Angel, just because you can read minds doesn't mean you have permission to root around inside my head. Angel crossed her arms and studied me with a stern look, or at least as stern as a golden-haired, blue-eyed seven-year-old can look. We'd pretty much resolved our differences, since she tried to overthrow me as leader of the flock, but she still had her moments. Right now, dirty-faced, wild-haired, and firm-chinned, the flock's youngest member looked like a short, blonde dictator. I narrowed my eyes. And who's going to stop me? 
You know we need to find Dylan. We don't abandon our own. 